Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes that they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, and I'm here today with my co-host, Patty Marbury of Finance Outreach and Compliance. Hey, and we have a guest today in our recording studio slash collab three. (laughs) Um, Joining us today is Kelly Hostetler, who's the director of finance outreach and compliance. Hey, Kelly. Hi. We've drugged Kelly into the Mm -hmm. finance matters world somewhat reluctantly, but that's what she gets for having a good idea. (laughs) I'll never have one again. (laughs) Be forewarned, listening audience, if you suggest a podcast topic that makes you a potential guest. (laughs) But it's really fun. Kelly will tell you. Ask her afterward. Um, So uh, when we were talking about potential ideas for podcasts, Kelly chimed in because she had um, encountered the ideas of Susan Cain, who did a TED Talk and wrote a cool book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. It's a really great title because (laughs) because it's very, very true. We live in a world where communication is valued more and more highly than it ever has been Mm -hmm. and I use communication loosely maybe just voices (laughs) and putting opinions out there so um, Kelly is our expert on this topic today not only because it's something that she's thought a lot about but because it's a type that she identifies with as a manager Um, so Kelly tell us a little bit about um, the thoughts that you thought were so interesting about um, quiet and where you see that applying to the world of managers. So I think a lot of it just comes from kind of culturally, we're taught to believe from a fairly young age that people have to be extremely charismatic and outgoing and be these great public speakers in order to be good leaders. Um, And I liked the idea that this book and a lot of the research that she discusses in the book talks about how that's not exactly true, that the, that balance between people that are those extremely extroverted personalities that we all recognize as leaders is balanced by the people that are more of the quiet leadership styles and that both can be extremely effective um, and that you just have to find what works for you. And in a world like here in UVA Finance or anywhere where you have people who are newer managers or maybe not as comfortable in the management role. I think that's something important for them to realize. That's not, you know, becoming some kind of extrovert or taking on a role that's not where your your heart really is doesn't have to be part of the this new challenge of being a manager. You can manage from your own set of strengths and do it better than if you put on a mask. Yeah, and I think it's, that's a lot of what this book and the concept she discusses about is the authenticity is more important than the style that you have, and you're kind of, and you can overcome and you can build on on things that are more of a challenge for you, but you can do it from building your strengths to overcome those things that are more difficult for you. So to start out with. Um, just in doing a little bit of research and um, taking a look at some of the resources that that you were kind enough to share. One of the things I think is important to clear up for the listening audience too is that when we say introvert, we're not necessarily talking about someone who is shy or has some kind of social anxiety problem. We've we've talked um, 
already you've talked about um, how we think of introversion or we think of being quiet as something we have to overcome Mm -hmm. or that it's something that's not an ideal management style. So it seems like it's pervasive. Like you said, in society, we're wired to think, oh, I'm not like everybody else. I've got a problem if I'm a little bit introverted. Yeah, and so I think the thing to remember about introverts is often the reason they're not talking is not because of shyness or because they you know are intimidated it's because they like to really reflect on things and think things through and think about all of the different uh, permutations and different outcomes that could come from a different set of events and so it's often that they just need more processing time um, in order to feel like they have something valuable to contribute they're not going to be the people that immediately jump out and say let's do this they really want to have some time to reflect. And I think it's important that we have both those people that are, let's just dive in and do it, but we also have those people that can pull back and see that um, maybe a little more reflection will give us a better outcome in the end. So I think having that balance, whether it's um, as a manager or being able to bring in members of your team that can help balance those different traits that you have. So you talked about introverts being the kind of person who likes to think about things a little bit more. So the odds are good that if you are an introvert in the listening audience, you already know that. <laughs> but just in case, um, how do you know if you're an introvert? What are some of those key things that are um, signs that you're not an extrovert? I think it's a lot of it comes from, you know, what do you like to do in your spare time? What kinds of things do you do to recharge and re-energize yourself? So if you're someone who enjoys um, in your spare time just sitting down and reading a book or going for walks in the woods or having a, you know, one-on-one kind of conversation and quiet dinner with a friend or your spouse, those people are more introverts. If you're someone who gets really energized by getting in a big group of people and going to a party or going out and doing a large group activity, those people tend to get their energy from those interactions with other people and they're more extroverted. And it doesn't mean that you can't do those things, that you don't enjoy the social gatherings, that you don't um, like public speaking or anything like that. It just means that after you get done, you need some time to recharge. Yeah. That it's not something from which you draw your energy. Your energy comes from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, and so I think the perfect example of that is for people that go to conferences. I get, you know, I'm very involved in the day-to-day stuff of the conference. I love the presentations. I love interacting with the other people. But at the end of the day, all I want to do is go back to my room and shut everything else out and really kind of think through what I've discussed, what I've learned, and do it in a quiet space um, to kind of recharge in order to prepare myself for the next day. But after a three or four day conference, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Whereas an extrovert is, comes back and is totally jazzed up yeah. and ready to tackle new things. Yeah. Got it. So we've ta- you've already kind of gone there a little bit and talked about how this translates into the role of being a manager. And for those of you in the audience who aren't managers, think about who manages you. Um, we're talking about differences in management style um, and how being an introvert, some of the things that you may think of as, well, that's just not what I'm used to from my manager. Like what's behind some of that sometimes? Yeah. And um, also for the people who are actually managing um, how those strengths play out and what also might be challenges for them. So um, 
What are some of the strengths of an introverted manager? I think it's um, one-on-one connection is often one of the strengths that's um, talked about for introverted managers, that they really focus on trying to understand not just the surface problem, but what kind of more of the underlying issues are, the whole scope of what's gone on to create an issue, rather than just reacting to, okay, this problem happened, it's let's solve it and do this. Introverts tend to want to think about it more and think about, okay, well, yeah, but what are the other pieces that might have influenced that behavior or what might have influenced that um, reaction that we were expecting? So I think it's more just, you know, again, it's a style. It's not that an extrovert doesn't care about any of those other things. It's just not the place that they immediately go to. They often immediately go to, you know, needing to solve the problem, take action, move on, rather mm-hmm. than really, you know, taking time to reflect on, okay, am I seeing the whole picture? And, and with the connection there with individuals on your team, I think that's where you get that, when you have that focus on those individuals, you get that um, more of a focus on allowing individuals in your team to demonstrate what they know, to thoroughly do their job, to show their knowledge. Um, they get more of that opportunity, maybe. Yeah, so another thing that's kind of common among introverts is they tend to ask more questions they're kind of, you know, wanting to pull things out of other people because A, they don't want to talk a lot themselves usually. And so one of the ways that they overcome that is by really going, well, what do you think about that? What do you, you know, trying to pull information out of other people and engage with them because it gives you more time to then think as an, you know, as the person hearing the answer and you get more inputs. And that's really what a lot of the underlying parts of introversion are about is they want to pull in as much information as they can um, in order to make a decision. Yeah, as, as I was reading more about this, it was interesting because um, one source said that introverts tend to focus on the end goal because they're naturally reflective. They mm-hmm. think about the purpose of the organization and how their focus impacts that purpose and how it's all part of the big picture. And that big picture thinking, being reflective on what you're you're doing at that point, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so the other thing I think with introverts is they're really much more, I mean, and I can say this as, as an introvert, I would much rather have the team of people that I am working with be recognized, whether that's a group from across grounds or it's my own team that I manage. I would much rather have them be recognized for a success or an activity than for me to be called out as having done a, a great job on something that's just... Again, it's a, it's a common trait of introverts. They really want the emphasis to be on the work, and they don't want to be at the front of that. Right. Um, but it's, re- it's critically important to them that that work get done and that it be done well, but they just don't want to be out in front of it. Yeah, it's, it, as you're talking, I think, because I think of myself as an extrovert, um, because when you were given that example of the conference, I came back from the conference that I just went to very energized and wanting to tell everybody about all the sessions I went to and and even at the conference every night I thought I'd want to go back and you know go to bed or something (laughs) but no you know I'd go back in my room and then immediately be contacting my colleagues who were there and saying what are we doing for dinner and that kind of (laughs) stuff so so I think you know using that example I, I definitely fall into the extrovert category but and know that I do get energy from other people generally um, but at the same time, 
one of the things that I think is really important is for managers on both sides of the spectrum to know when they, excuse me. <clears throat> it's that time um, of the year, folks. Just yeah, expect to leave the yeah. room a few minutes ago because I have a coughing fit. But um, I, um, I think it's really important for managers on both sides of the spectrum to, to know when they need to flex, as you said earlier, um, of when they need to flex that other and pull, be more introverted or an introverted manager to know when they need to be more extroverted. And so, and pull those strengths into it. So. Yeah, awareness helps everything, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so you don't misinterpret behaviors and so that you really can capitalize on everybody's strengths. Yeah. Because, yeah. Kelly, as you were talking about the um, not taking credit for the team and things like that, and I think that's really important for every manager to, to do. To, because when your team looks good, you look good, and you just really need to. And we're not saying extroverts fail at any of that. Right, right. Just that introverts yeah. tend more toward it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and really, it's more about introverts being uncomfortable with being kind of right. in the spotlight. Whereas extroverts, they do. They pull some. They pull energy from it and go on to do. You know, just that drives right. them to want to go out and do more things. That mm -hmm. recognition, and it's it's not bad. It's not good better one way or the other, but it's just understanding those differences. And I think as a manager, it's important to recognize that members of my team fall across that spectrum too. Some would much rather be you know, given public recognition and acknowledgement, and others would really prefer that someone just give them a handwritten thank you note. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really understanding both from an employee's perspective, kind of what your manager's style is, yeah. but also as a manager, understanding that each of your employees has their own style and their own level of comfort and their own range on that introvert to extrovert scale. Mm -hmm. Where does it get challenging, do you think, for managers who are introverts? I think sometimes, um, particularly in larger groups, it's, it's, and I can say this for myself, it's sometimes difficult for me to try and manage the extroverts in the group and keep them from taking over the discussion and making sure that my, the introverts in the group have an opportunity to provide their input or have been allowed to give enough prep time to come in and feel like they're prepared and can engage in the conversation. Um, so it's trying to make sure that you strike that right balance so that discussions and decision making are driven only by the extroverts in the group. And so as an introverted manager, sometimes it can be difficult to kind of pull the discussion back um, and allow space for the introverts to. But on the same side, I think it's because I'm more introverted myself, I recognize that more in others and try and make sure that I create space for it, but it's uncomfortable for me sometimes to go, okay, I, I need, can you just hold back for a second and let's see if anyone else has opinions and try and draw some of those quieter <laughs> folks out. And so it, that's a struggle for me as a manager sometimes. It makes me think of classroom management. Long ago and far away when I taught, and I had been, especially as a younger person, a very introverted student, mm -hmm. it was something that was on the top of my mind as I led a class that while I was grateful, very grateful for it, especially as a teacher, <laughs> for the students who wanted to pipe up as soon as I opened the discussion. That was always great, but that you had to sometimes kind of quell that just a little bit to make a space for others and mm -hmm. to make that a space that felt welcoming. Yeah, and it's also giving people the opportunity to um, express their thoughts and opinions outside of a group setting. Mm -hmm. where some people aren't going to be comfortable in a group setting, yep. but they're opinions are just as important and valid as anyone else's 
And so if you can get them to provide them ahead of time or after, if that, they're more comfortable with that, and then you or you can have someone else in your group bring those into the discussion um, for them. And just that way to kind of balance, again, the inputs of the different styles and different types of people, um, particularly because we all have different backgrounds and different experiences that we can bring. And so it's, we talk a lot about diversity, and I think diversity of you know, style and approach and ways of problem solving, are, it's different between extroverts and introverts. So that's an important diversity aspect, I think, to have in a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, like you said, the, I think that society just kind of gives us that expectation that this, this one thing is what a dynamic leader looks like, but there are no, there is no one right way to do it. And even when you are not the manager, thinking about how your manager leads and what's going on below the surface with them is probably a good thing for you to do as well, just because if you're expecting something based on that one model that we all kind of see out there, you might interpret the way that they handle things as, as less than effective, and that could possibly not be the case, mm-hmm. just based on a difference in style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think most of us have had, if we think back, um, we've had leaders um, or managers in the past that we could say, oh, okay, now I, looking back, I can see they had a more introverted style or a more extroverted style. And I think, at least I can think back to successful and unsuccessful managers <laughs> who had both of those styles. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that that's an important part too. Yeah, absolutely. So in the show notes, we'll definitely put some resources for further reading. But we also thought, um, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, that we put some quick links to some of those common testing structures that you could go visit to see what what you are. <laughs> Let's categorize everything about ourselves. Um, one of the, the ones that we're most familiar with, all of us, is the Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. personality disorder. We also were talking a bit about DISC, so we'll put that in there, and anything else that we think of afterward. And if you out there in the audience have some great resources, please let me know, and I'm happy to add them. Um, we were all talking about what personality type we were, Myers-Briggs, <laughs> before we started this. And I have straddled the fence for a long time, but I think I'm finally going with the camp of the introverts. <laughs> when Kelly described you know, where you get your energy, I thought, okay, no, that's really... like. I'm the person that gets back from the conference and like orders room service and stands in the hotel shower for a really long time using all their hot water. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one. I'm the one. Because there's nobody else in the house wanting a shower. Okay, so anything else that we need to, um, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground here. Is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that we covered today? I think it's just understanding that introversion and extroversion are all a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no one is 100% an introvert or 100% an extrovert. We all have different aspects of those two in, our, in us. And so it's learning how to navigate between those two aspects of yourself and when to pull on your more extroverted tendencies versus your introverted tendencies. And so just understanding that it's okay when situations are uncomfortable and that you can still do it. Um, and you can do it in a way that's comfortable for you and not having to change who you are um, in order to be successful. Self-awareness is a great thing to have. 
mm-hmm. knowing your strengths, knowing the things that you can and should improve upon, but being um, aware and accepting of the things that are just fine about you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we will um, include those notes down in the the show notes and the links out to where you can do a little more investigating on where your particular personality strengths lie. Um, thank you, Kelly, for coming in today. Mm-hmm. Sure. It wasn't video, so it was introvert approved. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, If you have any suggestions for Finance Matters, I was joking at the beginning. We won't necessarily make you come on and record, but your suggestions. You might want to. You might want to. It's fun. Um, The suggestions are welcome. Uh, We've got a few interesting things coming up that are based on suggestions from the audience. So look for that soon. A whole bunch of great content. You can always read more about what finance is up to on the blog at uvafinance.blogspot.com. And again, I will remind you that really soon you can find out more about what the whole finance community across grounds is doing when the Jive community for all of finance goes live in August. If you have ideas for podcasts, you can email myself, you can email Patty, or you can tweet us at uva underscore finance. But for now, that's all. Until next time, do good work because what you're doing matters.